Hello and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. I'm Rhonda Brighton-Hall. I'm the CEO and founder of MOI, Making Work Absolutely Human, and I'm delighted to be joined with Jess Pollard to talk about Are You Okay? Hi, Rhonda. It's great to be back on the podcast and thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, We are a little bit ahead of Are You Okay Day this year, which is on the 10th of September. But as we sat in the office uh, this week, we were thinking, you know, what do we want to write about? What do we want to talk about? And the significance of checking in with those around you came up. So we thought it might actually be a nice opportunity ahead of the day to sort of raise awareness about what's going on and how you can be a part of that conversation. Yeah, and I think it's it's perfect timing because we're early enough not to get caught up in the cynicism of doing Are You Okay Day the right way. Like it's like mm. you must do it this way and not that way and this way and all that sort mm. of stuff. Whereas this is just, it's a really important conversation to have, however you mm. want to do it. And I think at the moment we've got this perfect moment in time, a perfect storm where we're talking about it because we've got lockdowns and because we've got economic crisis and all that sort of jazz that's really having a big impact on people. And that's before they get to all their personal stuff. So I think this is good timing, getting the mm-hmm. front foot on this one. So the agenda that we thought we'd do talk through today is the very simple steps to an Are You OK conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, both when you get ready to start the conversation, then once you're actually in it and having it. Mm-hmm. And then some ideas on how you can really champion this throughout your organization and yourself and your family and your group, your your tribe, whatever that may be. And I think it's interesting before going into talking about, you know, the hows to sort of think a little bit about that. Why? Um, Because yeah, like you said, it can be easy to sort of get a bit cynical around the, are you okay? But the reality is a conversation can change your life. And I really love the analogy of Sliding Doors, the movie. I know, no matter what you think of Gwyneth Paltrow or the butterfly effect, Ashton Kutcher, um, uh, these movies are great examples of how tiny things and in, in Sliding Doors, an insignificant event, can totally change the direction of a life or a relationship. And uh, I think when you think about that in the context of plucking up the courage to create the environment and the conversation to say, are you okay? It does highlight that it can be really significant. You never know when you can open a door or you can support uh, someone else having a conversation with someone else that helps them open a door. But I think it puts a sort of why to really the size of opportunity in, because it can, it can be hard to pluck up the courage to be the person to start the are you okay conversation, let alone to be the person on the other side of the am I okay um, conversation. So I think it's important to kind of think about that to start. So maybe it's worth, I guess, starting with the how do I actually get ready to have this conversation? And it is something where I think preparation is quite key. Um, because let's imagine you've got 10 minutes on your watch and you've got 10 minutes free and you go and you say, are you okay? Um, no. Okay. Wow. We've just closed the door to what could actually be a real opportunity. So there are a couple of key things to kind of creating the space for the conversation. One is you actually need to be ready for it. Are you in a good space and ready to be open to have that conversation? To sort of sit and genuinely listen to that person. And I think this is a critical one. Can you sort of provide the time needed to actually have a genuine conversation, which can take 30 minutes, an hour. Um, So creating that space. 
The second is being prepared. Uh, as humans, I don't know about you, but I think our tendency is to give advice for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> this is a situation where you're not likely to have the answers. And part of being prepared is actually being prepared to not know and to listen and to be able to sit with someone and, and to be open to maybe that they're going to respond to you in a range of ways, whether they're upset by you asking or it might bring out, they might even be angry, but you're sort of having to be prepared for a range of uh, responses that might come from that person. And then part of the sort of third part of that is picking your moment and your space. You know, have you chosen somewhere that they're actually likely to feel comfortable to open up? Is asking someone, are you okay in the middle of a meeting? The best (laughs) place to start that conversation in front of their boss. You know, maybe it's how do you find somewhere sort of private, a little bit informal. When's the best time of day to begin that? Is it 5.30 p.m. when they're walking out the door with their backpack on? They're like, whoa, way to time that. So poorly. Um, And an interesting one. What's the body language for this conversation? You know, is it something where you're front facing or is it something where you're having a walk or you're in the kitchen? What's thinking about what's the right space for that person to start that conversation that feels safe and comfortable? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a pretty good place to start because you don't want to start it badly or plan it badly and then you open up a conversation and then you shut it down because you're running out the door with your backpack. Like it needs to be, have space Mm. to happen. So you want to, I think planning it and being thoughtful, not just random is good. And then Mm. we get into that stage of actually starting the conversation. So if we look at those, it is about being relaxed and comfortable yourself, not looking like totally stressed about it. Because if Mm. someone's already in pretty bad shape and you look like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders too, this is not going to be perhaps really helpful. (laughs) You sort of need space to make them the space to have the conversation about them. Um, But you can also have it quite casually and in your own own words and also within the relationship you've got with them. So it's like, if you know some fairly well and you know how they normally come at the world and that's not how they're coming at it at the moment, or they're having a day when they don't come at it like they normally do, then saying something like, hey, is everything all right? And, um, yeah, you just don't seem yourself. Or how are you traveling? I noticed that you were you didn't seem completely yourself this morning. Is there anything I can help with? And so you're sort of putting yourself into a listening mode, which is the next piece of once you're in the conversation, it isn't the time to go, oh, that happened to you. I, too, have been through that much worse. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Oh, no. That's a really bad conversation. Oh, rushing and interrupting it and saying, look, I know what you're going to say, but I've got more to say on that. So it is about absolutely being present, absolutely listening, being happy to sit patiently and wait in silence. And that might be a bit of time. Like it might be a time when someone goes, doesn't answer you for a while, just needs to find their thoughts, collect their thoughts. They might not be ready for that just yet. So having some space. Um, encouraging them to do something like, and it doesn't have to be big. You know, I think the article that you've written this week on, um, when life does get a bit messy and how you rely on the people around you, there's some beautiful examples then of all different ways that people can step into that space and encourage action and be useful without just saying, here is the answer. Let me tell you it, but actually letting you find your own answer or you, I mean, I think the example we have, which was so great, your friend fixed your bike and then went bike riding. I thought that was cool. Whereas someone else is going, let's have a cup of coffee and really talk this through. Someone else says, let's have a glass of wine and talk this through. But there's all sort of different angles to how we come at that, but encouraging the person to, 
do something and not just get stuck in such a, a pretty sad space. And then checking in again. Like you don't just sort of go, are you okay? Very deep and meaningful conversation for an hour and then pretend it didn't happen the next day. So you sort of mm. need to go, thanks a lot for that conversation yesterday. It was really brave. And uh, life's like that for some of us, you know, for all of us sometimes. And I really appreciate you sharing it with me. So it's mm. almost like uh, by leaning on you a little bit, they're giving you a bit of a gift and they trust you with it and it should be respected like that. So appreciating it, thanking them, mm. Um, and checking in to make sure they're doing okay. And an interesting one is trying to understand what support is actually relevant for them, you know, because everyone's so different. How can I support you? You know, what is it that I can do to help, especially if it's a boss or a work work relationship? Mm. So what if they say they're fine, but you're still worried? Well, that's a good one, isn't it? Because a lot of us do that. Like if someone just says to you, are you okay? You go, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, it's all good. What's the problem? Like, so we do say that if we're not in the mood to sort of have that conversation or we're not prepared for it or it's at work and it's uncomfortable, whatever it happens to be. So starting it with knowing them, I think, is where it sort of comes from, doesn't it? You know how they normally come at the world. Um, you want to know how they're, how they're coming at it now. Is it like different than you used to? And so you're sort of saying, yeah, you don't see yourself and I'm used to you sort of usually you know you usually first thing in the morning you're you know up for anything but you know it's not quite yourself at the moment and how's that going and taking some pace and quietness to do that I think that's pretty important I always find it's an interesting one where there's someone who's a little bit on the broader end of your like network friends community and you you notice something's happening but you know you're not the person that that person's going to feel safe in that space with you don't have that history and I can count more times, you know, more than say more than ten times, where there's been someone where I've said, "Oh, I, do, I know I'm not the right person for this conversation," but who is? And how do you reach out to the person who is the right person to kind of ask and just say, "Oh, hey, um, I was talking to X, Y, Z, and I just think something's going on," and that's actually been a kind of a almost a nice way to go about in the sense of it connected to people because maybe that other friend didn't know what was going on for that other person because sometimes you may not be the right person but you can always still ask i think it's you can still say you're here or i think that's a really good point because you can also encourage other people to step in like if you know you're that person and just reaching out to a girlfriend like in my group of girlfriends i might say look you know them better and i you know i asked if they're doing okay and they they were but i just want to double check and maybe you know them better and you might have a chance to just if you see that over the weekend you might like to grab it i think people normally do people will leap into that space to care about other people quite regularly Mm. so there a little bit i guess of of how to have the conversation you've definitely spent more time working in organizations and leading people than i have so i guess what's your what's your thoughts on how do you actually lead this in a genuine way whether you're an employee or a leader within an organization to kind of create a movement within teams around this day, around these ideas. Yeah. It's, it's like all parts of leadership, isn't it? There's sort of a, an art and a science bit. So there's this process of how do I have a great conversation? How do I plan for it? How do I have it? But there's also this art of knowing when you've got the right relationship to have it, the right moment, the right time. I think they're all really, really important parts of it inside an organization whether it's a small team or a big organization, I think the thing you need to do is uh, two things. One is don't buy into cynicism. You know, when <laughs> someone gets all preachy about this is the way it must be and and it's it's or it's or it's a marketing thing, it's not us. So sure, the world's not perfect, but I think it's a really good start to lean up to someone and say, hey, 
can I help and are you okay? I think that's a pretty good conversation. If you can park cynicism completely from that one, I think it's really important. And certainly as a leader, you need to do that. And the other one is not to overly dissect everything because this idea that well-being is not static is super important. So people go, well, I can't believe they worried about that. It's such a small thing. But catch any of us on the wrong day, small things are a big deal. And catch mm. a whole bunch of small things all at once and they add up. Perfect storm. Yeah, perfect storm. Mm. And so something is really tiny. Oh, I can't believe I was sensitive about that. But you don't know what else is going on around it. And that might be what you saw, that tiny behavior, even though it might have seemed like an overreaction or something like that. Um, if you understood the whole story of what they're currently living, you'd be really more empathetic and more caring about it, give them a little bit more leeway than you normally would. So I think that's part of it too. Don't overly dissect people's small reactions. It's actually the small reactions that are their invitation to the bigger ones. So, Yeah, it's that example of the small percentage that you see of someone amidst all of the things that is going on in their life and and how do you create the space to potentially see beyond that to be empathetic yeah oh it's 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 some really sensible examples that we're all really familiar with like the one we always talk about you know when people have got small children and they haven't had any sleep for like three weeks you know that's that's big you can totally sleep deprived people are pretty you know wild but the one we don't talk about is the flip side of that which is you know i've had a girlfriend recently going through menopause and she said she just gets really angry sometimes and i'm like i hear you (laughs) So, but how do you deal with that? But it's, you know, there's more to it than just one event. There, there is a sleep deprivation. There might be something else going on in their life. They might be unwell, someone else close to them. I mean, you just, you don't never know what someone else is going through. And so being sort of present and quiet for them to have that conversation is really valuable. And I think what it feels like you're touching on is that, um, are you okay? Conversation sits within a context of caring deeply about each other all the time. Yes. It's a day that is about almost, uh, I don't know if day about celebrating is the right word, but it's just, how do you actually realize that's so important and that's so a part of being there for one another yeah. throughout yeah. a whole year. It's a 365 day thing. So it's important to have a day where we say that matters. Yeah. And yeah. And I also <laughs> think it happens to all of us. I mean, mm. I don't know anybody, you know, of substance who hasn't had a time when they've gone, actually, I'm not handling things particularly well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going okay. <laughs> and, and if they lean on you during that time, then when it's your turn to not get it all together, you can lean on them. And that's actually a really cool feeling. Yeah. There's something, uh, so, human and so um there's almost a magnetism about bringing your mess because someone goes like oh mate you brought that i can bring it okay great let's talk like you want to know the truth all right here we go um and but there are time and places for those things and i guess this is a little moment to kind of celebrate the significance of those conversations and while so much of the talk that we do is about making work work this is also about making communities work making families work and and this conversation sits so much within that too. And it's interesting thinking about it within COVID because we've now got workforces where everyone's sitting at home. And so Are You Okay Day looks like Anzac Day did this year. Now looks different because everyone's sitting at home. So maybe it's kind of this reframing of, well, how does this fit within my community and, and how can I use it to connect with yeah. people that maybe sit behind a door that I don't see open very much. And isn't know? that a much, much better conversation and a much better question where you're going to say, how are you going to connect with people? How are you going to stay connected with people mm. rather than should we or should we not stay in an office? Like no one really cares about the office <laughs> at the end of the day, but if whether you're in an office or whether you're not, you can still mm. be connected or disconnected and you need to work out how to do that really well. And I think having a day where we literally maybe clumsily sometimes get a conversation about you all right, you okay 
is a really good way to sort of come back to that conversation and get better at practicing it. Mm. Yeah, because I think it is one of those, the more you do it, potentially the easier it becomes to get into that space uh, and to be comfortable sitting in those, whether it's the long silences or sitting with someone maybe when they're pretty sad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and they don't need to say anything. They just need to hang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a really great way to have the conversation. I thought your article that you put with this podcast this week is just beautiful. So um, I'm looking forward, I think, to what people say. I think we will have a really lovely impact on them. It's a really beautiful piece of, of writing and thought as we approach Are You OK Day. Um, for all of you who are already on our newsletter, uh, awesome, thank you. And for those of you who'd like to sign up to it, you just write to us at team at moi, M-W-A-H dot live. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. Mm-hmm.